Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your high priestess for this evening. And we have a very special guest that is joining us tonight. Everyone, put your hands together for Sergey. Yay. Hi. <laughs> so you are Hi. coming on to talk to us tonight about Slavic witchcraft and your practice. And we're going to give you the good old wine spirits and witches interrogation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to be here, and uh, I'd like always to tell a lot about Slavic tradition and uh, witchcraft uh, specifically. Great. Awesome. I, I am really excited. I actually remember the first time I met you. It was before the pandemic. You came It was to... being gone. Yes. And yeah. you, you guys came, and we were doing, um, yeah, the, like, bingo trivia and mm-hmm. you guys, I was just, you know, not that it's like, you know, no one knows anything, but you guys like just really knew your stuff and like just very confidently like would talk about the different topics, but it wasn't arrogant. It was just very like secure in your knowledge. And I was like, I want to get to know them. <laughs> yeah, it was even before pandemic. And uh, that was my first year in America. And oh. everyone, everything was very new for me now i'm here more than four years already and i now understand more (laughs) how is it here and what's going on here what a a crazy time to try and adjust to a new country though like like with the pandemic this has nothing to do with witchcraft but since we're talking about this like how was that for you going through lockdown like in a new place that must have been crazy yeah, first year when we came, it was uh, 2018, 2019, and it was first year here, and that was terrible and difficult. And then next two years, it was pandemic. So we came living to Hollywood and actually not see Hollywood, <laughs> haven't <laughs> seen that Hollywood, just empty streets and that's it. Yeah, you guys got to see Los Angeles from no traffic. That that actually is a pretty <laughs> intense sight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I mean, it definitely seems like you you've made yourself at home and you're starting to really get the hang of living here, at least like from what I can tell from, you know, social media and and stuff like that and your jobs, everything seems to be going pretty good now. Thank you. I'm trying, but it's always hard. It's always difficult and it's always new because the way how I worked in my native country and here. Uh, how to promote yourself, how to talk about witchcraft. It's very different. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. That must be a really, um, I don't know. I don't even think I, I've never had anything like that to even relate it to. That must be a really interesting experience for you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. It's true. Let's like kind of just kind of going from there. Uh, where did you like learn about like how did you get into witchcraft in the first place and and like where did you learn about your past? Oh, that's a weird way. I think all witches have their past very like interesting, weird, and specific. Uh, mine is the same. Um, first thing, uh, I was born in family like that, and since early childhood, I've seen like my mother. Uh, she has 
full-time job and after she works she uh, worked uh, with clients and I've seen that since I've been four or five years old and uh, I think at seven or eight years old I already started to help her to wash cups after coffee reading to uh, to prepare a uh, room for new client to bring her that, uh, her that herb to bring that herb to uh, to call that client that he has to make something before coming so i've been her secretary <laughs> oh, wow. uh, and both of my grandmothers um they both practiced uh, but they didn't work with clients because it was Soviet Union and the time was weird. But mm. their mothers, so my grand grandmothers, they both uh, by both lines they both worked uh, worked with clients also. Um, I think around thirteen or fifteen years old, I decided never to work with people. I always been in spiritual path. I always read a lot of books um i don't know everything but then uh, i thought i don't want the same destiny as my mother has uh, <laughs> has well it's 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 awful when you have full-time work and then you have to work with people to hear all that stories to help them yes. and uh she also had uh several um taught uh like rough times when she gets some illness or diseases from uh her clients so i transfer to her and i decided no i don't want that um i get two degrees then i get third degree and after i get third psychological degree I realize that i cannot avoid that i have to i have to be on witchcraft path and I asked her, uh, because she worked uh, as many witches in um, Russia or Ukraine, like Soviet Union countries, ex-Soviet Union countries. She worked at Orthodox witchcraft. Uh, I think you know what I mean, that people combine Orthodox Christianity things like icons, holy water, and all that thing with witchcraft knowledges and um, make them together. I didn't want that, uh, and I always had kind of pagan uh, paradigma, and I asked her to uh, help me to find the right teachers, and she called for some her old numbers, and uh, they find uh, Coven for me, and uh, south of my uh, of uh, my native country. I'm from south too, so. Most of uh, witches in that coven, they've been uh, gypsies or some of them Russian Arabics, uh, Russian Muslims, and some of them uh, Slavic pagans. And uh, my teacher, he's been uh, Slavic pagan and dark witchcraft path. So I learned from him around eight or seven years in a row. I started with him specific and with other some other witches from that coven. And that's pretty old story. I, I think that's really awesome. It's 
First of all, I want to say that I've never heard it called Orthodox witchcraft before. Have you? No, never heard I, that. I love that that name though. Like I think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. I created. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's great. It it makes a lot of sense. I think that's a really great way to put it. An Orthodox witch. Well, because you hear people say I'm I'm a Christian witch or a Catholic witch, and they feel uncomfortable saying it. I don't know. I like the saying of Orthodox witch. It just rolls off the tongue well yeah it's good it's a good way of describing it yeah i also think it's interesting like you said like i'm not gonna work with people like i I saw my mom do it i'm not going to but then you got a bunch of degrees in psychology like come on i was like oh it's kind of the same thing you were always destined to do this yeah Yeah, (laughs) that was like that so would you say like since you like really you grew up with it and you like were kind of taught by your mom like you know on the job training so to speak um were did you realize as like a little kid like oh like this is this is witchcraft like this is what i'm doing or was no. it just no uh the first the first time when i noticed that <laughs> it was i think second uh second elementary grade when i talked with my classmates about uh ghosts demons and all of that stuff and all of them couldn't uh, sleep that night, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their parents come to me and to my mother, and what 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 was that? Why your son knows so much so much about demons, and why he said everything about that for our children? And my mother was like, "Don't talk about that with other people. It's for them. It's weird, and yes. they scary for them." I was like. What is the difference between me and them? Ah, so you don't, and uh, so you don't. All of you, you don't see demons. All of you, you don't see uh, spirits in forests or spirits at meadows. No, are you crazy? <laughs> oh wow, wow! You know, I do have one uh, question that just from what we've got to got me thinking is, is witchcraft something that is really common um, where you come from? Because like, I feel like in the US, like, I think everyone's a witch now. It's becoming so, so common and very um, outspoken. Not that, you know, like, I think that before it was very secretive, but we're all becoming so much more outspoken with it. But how does that compare to your experience back home? I think here is about a lot about marketing and unfortunately witchcraft now is a good brand. So mm-hmm. how is there? Uh, there are a lot of practitioners and who practice like magic, something spiritual, and they have different, a lot of traditions. New age, the same new age, uh, orthodox magic, um, dark magic, but uh, if if to say from my point of view, unfortunately, I could be probably picky or strict now, uh, but witchcraft, actually witchcraft, it's some particular uh, things which you follow and it makes you witch. So not any magician, not any spiritual person, not anyone could be actually witch. So, for example, in my tradition, witchcraft is about working with death. Mm. Or uh, god, like goddess uh, who represents death and born. It's the first one, first like mm, mark, right? And um, 
Second, uh, is uh, you have to work with demons. Uh, there was working with gods. It's for priests. Mm-hmm. So, God, uh, priests work with gods. Witches work with demons. Mm. Okay. Okay. And it's two different kind of way and uh, two different points of view how you understand uh, the difference between gods and demons, uh, who they are. So, and basically because of that, which is supposed to be kind of dark because they work not with uh, gods who lives in the sky, in my, uh, in my pension. When you say demons, because in a lot of like traditions and stuff, demons really just mean spirit. I mean, it's a type of spirit. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Or is it more, because I think when we hear the word demon, we immediately go to like demonic, like lower vibrational, scary demons, uh-huh. you know? Is that what you're talking What does demon mean to you? Uh, I tried to find the right translation uh, in English and I couldn't find it. Um, so probably the best is demon. So obviously in our witchcraft, uh, we have different uh, traditions of witchcraft too. For for example, Slavic witches like pagan witches. Uh, in their opinion, there are a lot of spirits, and they call them demons also or spirits. So it's any kind of spirits who lives uh, at forests, mountains, water, houses, uh, any places. But also there are um, other type of witchcraft direction, uh, dark. Um, and they think that demons is that scary and awful, <laughs> low vibration uh, spirit. Yeah, and I trying to be somewhere there and there at the same time. I mean, honestly, you know, I tell people when you break it into black and white all the time, I think most of us end up existing in the gray area somewhere in between. I think it's hard to be just on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. So um, do you work with with a particular deity in your tradition? Yes. And um, uh, in my tradition, uh, we have some deities and entities who are uh, protectors or uh, who kind of help. Uh, to witches, um, yes, I have some, and but it's it's difficult uh, to say sometimes because, for example, uh, I do rituals, public rituals, and as a as a making when I make in public rituals, I have to wear mask of priest, actually, and to make rituals. Um, corresponding to God of Sun, corresponded to God of Rain, uh, who are actually white. Uh, but as the witch, most of my practice with dark deities and dark entities. But also all that dividing is very like hard for me. Uh, I don't want to say black and white. I try to avoid all that. Um, 
I think a lot of people do. Um, and I think that's something a lot of, a lot of witches, especially more experienced witches, um, we don't label ourselves black witch or white witch. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a term that people that, um, aren't experienced with witchcraft or don't understand witchcraft like use. I think that's because of movies Mm -hmm. a lot. Hollywood. Yeah. Like a lot of Hollywood stuff that we've kind of started to adopt to try and make people understand things. But you know, when we start getting into details and in depth with things like what we're talking about, like it gets hard, Mm -hmm. like you can't really put that label there. Um, I'm going to derail this entire conversation. I got so excited to talk to you that I forgot to ask what everyone was drinking. And so that was bad on me. <laughs> I'm drinking Bailey's. That's her, oh, wow. her go-to. Oh, yeah. And it takes her one sip and now she'll be goofy the rest of the night. <laughs> yes. What are you drinking? Just five time Russian, but I drink water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not like water. <laughs> What are you drinking? I mean, it's clear. We could pretend. <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, pomegranate white tea. Okay. I'm feeling my my Persephone tonight okay, with well, my pomegranate. I'm the only one that's going to get buzzed, obviously, tonight. That's yeah, okay. That, that's new. That's new. Yeah, Our that's new. That's true. So what I'm gathering is that your tradition, your, uh, uh, do you work with a coven? No. Um, when I've been in Russia, it was difficult because uh that coven was in uh next region close to mine but still it was six hours to drive and uh sometimes we work together but it's not uh it wasn't so organized like american witches Uh, when you make a lot of rituals each month together a lot of people from that coven uh, there was from different parts actually from Russia, so we rarely uh, meet all together at one time. Okay. okay. Uh, but here I do everything by my own. Ah, I see. Do you actually cast a circle when you do ritual? Uh, no. In some kind of rituals, we do circle, and that circle is from rope, uh, uh-huh. made from nettle. And that rope made from metal have to um, twist and have to make our widow. So it's actual kind of circle and only in some particular rituals. Okay. Okay. And do you call in, in the quarters at all? Northeast, south, and west? Is it no, similar? No. Nothing like that. No, it's so we, it's we totally different. We don't have that. We have, uh, okay, we have God of uh, wind and okay. god of air. Uh, his name is Siribok, and he has four sons. Uh, each son represents different uh, winds from east, west, south, and north. Uh huh. Okay. What about elementals? Like working with like you know gnomes, dragons, any like the more elemental creatures? Is that something that you guys work with? Because we have demons or spirits. We don't need actual uh, gnomes or elves, but we have Slavic bestiary and uh, mythology about creatures. It's huge. Once I want to write a book about them, and I think it's going to be <laughs> as big. Oh, wow. It's going to be like a dictionary. It's going to wow. be huge. I love yeah. it. Well, I think I always find like the, the mythology from different traditions so fascinating. I love reading about it. Um, and all the creatures 
yes. that you kind of find in the different stories. Like I, I've always found that really cool. And I think part of that's just because when you grow up with fairy tales as a little kid, and then you grow up, you realize like there was a lot more magic weaved into that than, you know, anyone yeah. ever thought about. Um, in the United States, I feel like Baba Yaga has become very popular here and everyone seems to know who she is. And it's been interesting because I saw her kind of go from being this really scary, like bad guy to now she's like this good guy. Um, but is she really like as as relevant and popular in your tradition as people here make her seem? And who is she? First of all, as um, when I came here uh, first time when I hear Baba Yaga, I think it was at uh, Binga, actually. Okay. And I was like, oh, guys, you know who is Baba Yaga? And uh, everyone said, yes, of course, she's widely popular here in the U.S. And I was why? Why she? <laughs> um, on a top on a surface, uh, it, she, she's like a folklore character. She's not more than folklore. Like, uh, I think Eastern Bunny in uh, USA or Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and every, every child uh, who's been like three years old, uh, our parents or grandmothers told for us, um, I uh, like, don't uh, don't do this don't do that uh there was Baba Yaga can come and take and take her away uh, take you away with her so it's like boogeyman mm -hmm. in america oh, yeah wow. uh, everyone uh when we've been ch a child uh where everyone carried Baba Yaga it's something okay. it was something very like horrible <laughs> uh <laughs> But then uh, also we have some uh, fairy tales and even uh, old uh, old old movies where Baba Yaga is a, one of the main characters, and actually she is in that fairy tales in that movies she's a negative character usually. Uh, and she's very angry. She's she looks awful. She's uh, her um, character is very like bad, but uh, somehow she uh, helps to main character of the movie or fairy tale. Fairy tale. She eats children and bakes them in her house, but at the same time, for some reasons, she helped for this particular character of fairy tale. And this makes your um, character something like, oh, probably she's not as bad as people think she is. If we go back to, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, I was my my husband Ricky. He um he likes like he reads a lot of comic books and stuff like that. If he was out here, I'd ask because that almost sounds almost like an antihero to me. Yeah. Like that you would you would kind of describe that like in comic books and stuff because sometimes there are like bad guys that like they're still bad but they can kind of be good sometimes or they don't you know they don't play by the rules. I don't know that yeah. kind of is she's, what it, it she's sounds anti -hero. like. She's anti-hero. Yeah, once I think uh, 
some Hollywood uh, studio can make good uh, movie about your <laughs> antagonist. But if to go back, back, back into folklore, and uh, even there was no even uh, fairy tales, so now we don't have fairy tales about that. But if to check uh, evidences, if to check articles, we have three types of Baba Yaga. And even Baba Yaga, she has a lot of different names. So Bura Yaga, Baba Jaga, uh, depends from country and region. And uh, that three types of Baba Yaga faces, three faces. You know uh, who in Western Pantheon have three faces, which goddess? Like Hecate. Hecate. Yes. So Baba Yaga, the same woman, and she's very kind of people don't understand her like Hecate. She has three different faces. One face is old, old, angry woman, and she eats children, and because of that, she's immortal. One thing. Other things. It's, and most of people, even Slavic people, they don't know about this face of Baba Yaga, she's warrior. And uh, there are a lot of articles uh, how people in some uh, villages, in some regions, believe that uh, Baba Yaga, when she's been uh, young, uh, she won in battle 10,000 warriors by That's her own. And other uh, face of her is very beautiful, uh, full of life uh, lady, and she knows everything about witchcraft. And actually, she can transform herself into any type of uh, her personality anytime when she wants. Mm. So that she's kind of has her own maiden mother crone, yeah, kind of thing mm -hmm. to her, triple, thing, yeah. yeah. Wow. I think yeah. that's I I never knew that. Usually, I don't know that much about her. It's just been one of those things I've seen her start to pop up over the last few years, and I feel like she is moving towards more of this um good guy persona now. The way that a lot of people are presenting her, um, which I was like, wait, I thought she was a bad guy who had like a really cool house, but like eight babies. I wasn't sure what was <laughs> going on, but I I was curious about um if she was something that was actually like relevant in Slavic witchcraft or if it was something that we kind of adopted here. And it sounds like she is the, probably has some magic to her, but is more so a boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't know any people uh, in Russia or Ukraine who works with her. I mean, works not like meditating on Baba Yaga. I mean, uh, knowledges how to be dedicated to your your practices, your uh, the real uh, historically proved knowledges how to be dedicated to your and how to make rituals, how to summon your. I don't know anyone, and I even didn't hear that. Of course, we can create now something new, new age. Uh, yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. That's Let's start from Boogeyman, probably. I don't know. Let's summon Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what, what we're going to see happen. You know, I think it, it's not going to surprise me if um, 10 years from now someone comes up to one of us and says that they're a high priestess in a Baba Yaga coming. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so what I'm hearing yeah. from you is that it's uh, it leans more toward a god 
God path rather than a goddess and a God path? Because you're saying God of the sky, God of the woods, God of the water. So, but is, do you work with the feminine side of, of the? Yes. Uh, there are, um, okay. Everyone has, uh, patriarchat and matriarchat and slavic countries the same. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, goddess in our pension, but then after time, unfortunately, there was, there were kind of new gods who came from other countries. And uh, that time was when a patriarchal way uh, but uh, changed mat- matriarchal, right? <laughs> Trying right. to pronounce that word with the very hard. You're doing fantastic. So, uh, and people, uh, if to check now evidence, uh, with um, evidences and articles about very ancient time, there are a lot of goddess. But then since time, uh, God, it, it becomes uh, less and less goddess. Uh-huh. But for instance, the main goddess in our pantheon, goddess of water, and she is actually a goddess of witchcraft too. We have several god, uh, gods and goddesses of witchcraft. She, uh, she is one of them. She's goddess of water, destiny, um, handwork and like sewing, teaching, and um, divination. Uh, other goddesses, goddess of death. Uh, she's also helped a lot in witchcraft. And other goddess, she is goddess of earth, um, like earth mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, what means uh, life. Okay. So three, life, death, water, at least three main uh, goddesses, yes, we have. But also we have goddess of um, family warm and loving family. I think she, and there are a lot of um, ideas that she, she's been created artificially in that patriarchal times. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, I did have a question. What, is there a name for your, your tradition? Mm. Russian witchcraft? Uh, is it, yeah, is it just <laughs> Russian witchcraft? Or like, what do you call the, it? Uh, my, uh, my Instagram page been created like I think seven years ago, and I just tried Russian witchcraft, and I didn't realize that it could uh, put some label onto me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was seven years ago, and uh, yeah, uh, for a lot of people, I say that I do Slavic witchcraft. And people don't uh, really realize what the meaning of the witchcraft. I told you right now in my past, what is this? And they don't understand the dif- differences between folk magic, witchcraft, and priest work. So I think for now, my tradition is um, witchcraft <laughs> in the Slavic way. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. Um is the is your path similar at all to to Wicca? It doesn't sound like no. it at all. I but think he answered that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he kind of answered that. But do you feel like there's any similarities at all that like you you have found? Like, have you been to a Wiccan ritual? 
Yes, I've been in weekend ritual and even I tried to make some weekend rituals and one of my big um, jumps, I think, or how to say that when you like um, make a step on new level, mm-hmm. it was after weekend ritual, which I oh, make cool. by myself. So uh, I cannot say actually nothing bad about Wicca and I like Wicca and mm, if to dig to history I can find even crossroads with uh, voodoo, voodoo magic and uh, Chinese magic and uh, brujeria. A lot of very a lot of common things and actually Vika, of course, have common things with my tradition too. For instance, it, it could be herbs. There are a lot of herbs. Uh, Cunningham, I think, yes, uh, which Cunningham wrote in his book. We use a lot of that herbs for the same uh, purposes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and maybe it's because Wicca is is so new and so much of it was kind of cherry-picked from other re- religions and traditions to create what we know of as Wicca. Um, even when traditions are very, very different from Wicca, I think when we really look at it, there's always something similar Some thread. Yeah, that we can kind of relate to. Um, and I love how you're saying like that you don't have anything bad to say about it. I know a lot of people um, put it down. They put it down. They like to roll their eyes at it and stuff. And, you know, most I, of I remember... people come to uh, modern witchcraft through the Wicca. So yes. you cannot underestimate that. Be, just, be, um, just be fair. <laughs> exactly. And I, I tell people I when it. they ask me, like, how do I start? Like, where do you where do you suggest that I start? I tell them, like, read a book on Wicca. I, I call it the gateway. It's the gateway into it. Like you can, if you can kind of get that, it gives you a nice little foundation and then you can explore all of these other things and it will be kind of familiar. So it's true. It's, it's how a lot of us come to neo-paganism. Yeah. In your, in your system and in your tradition, um, do you guys, do you have a degree system like initiation, like levels of initiations and stuff? Uh, if to say about folk Slavic tradition, of course, everyone have initiations like uh, three years old, seven years old, 13, 18, 21, and then marriage, and then 40 years old. It's folk tradition. In witchcraft, it depends uh, how many dedications do you have and how many permissions you have. And uh, you can get dedications and permissions uh, not earlier than 33 years old, like uh, some of them. Uh, so full power and all permissions after 33 years old. And, but before that, you may take a lot of other dedications and initiations and work with them. Uh, so it just you just can compare do you work with that God? Can you work on cemeteries? Can you work on crossroads? Can you work with water? And uh, this is the way how we can understand the level of each each one. I like that. That's really cool. It sounds like it sounds like a lot of work, but it sounds like it's really in depth. Yeah, for each particular place, you have to get dedication from the spirit who is host of that place. For in, like for example. 
uh, host of uh, host of forest or spirit of forest. If you want, of course, everyone can uh, do witchcraft in forest. But you, if you want to do that uh, by rules, and if you want to get more power in rituals, uh, better, of course, to get as a helper host of all forest. So. It's interesting. I was actually just reading a book earlier today that mentions that uh, specifically with cemeteries, like anyone can go there and you you can do magic. But, you know, if you want to do it correctly and by the book or you want full power for it, there's certain spirits that you can ask and you have to ask permission and do certain things to get it before you can go. Yeah. On any place when you just come into that place for witchcraft purposes. You have to make a bow to uh, say hi to leave offering and to ask, uh, can I work today for that purpose in your home? Um, in case of cemetery, there is host and hostess, uh, like uh, spirit and spiritist. <laughs> I don't know how to say right of that um, cemetery. And usually it's first two people who've been buried on that cemetery. Oh, okay. That's cool. Better if you know that gray, grave. Right. Better. Right. But if no, you just have to summon them and ask them. And also it's four spirits on the corners of the cemetery uh, mm. who looks like black dog very scary and huge black dog and they're protectors of cemetery and you have uh, to ask there's permission to so six persons six spirits just to just to do something on cemetery mm -hmm. and uh each spirit of each corner he has uh own characteristics and you have to know in which corner to make uh, which kind of work I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That's and you know what? I feel like that also sounds like a lot of work. So you know, if the person's really going to the cemetery to do something, like they mean business, then yeah, yeah, that's not something that is casual by any means to have to do all that just to get the permission to work. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's really cool how that's done. And you know what? It makes sense now that you say that. Like traditionally, it would be the first two people buried in that cemetery. That makes so much sense, but I don't think I would have ever thought of that before. Yeah, it's just the differences between our traditions. Because uh, in my tradition, some things my teachers said me after like three years of studying, and it was like a big secret. And I came to America, and uh, all witches knows about that. I was like. <laughs> and uh, that which is here it's not a secret here everyone knows about that and I was like really <laughs> no. how funny I'll be right back I just my my cat is paying right. us yes. I can hear him yes <laughs> one moment guys wow that's it's so interesting it is just so totally interesting um thank you yeah I love it I mean I think it's so I love learning about new traditions and stuff like that now so Basically, when you go to do a cemetery or into the forest, is it to do, is it to do magic? Is it to do a specific working, or is it to honor? Uh, it depends. There was um, there are a, there are a lot of days 
of honoring that spirit or that deity. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to go to that place to honor that deity. And to do everything by the strictly rules. Yes. But sometimes there are work uh, with people like cleansing or protection magic, even for protection magic. You can pick, uh, depends from your path. You can pick protection from God of Sun or God of Thunder and Lightning. Or you may pick, if you work with Goddess of Death, and cemeteries you may pick as a protector one soul from cemetery and that soul will protect that person Uh, okay so any kind of any kind of magic you may create in any kind of place so uh crossroads crossroads perfect for love magic and for money magic Uh but also they are very good at hexcraft and we have a lot of predictions and superstitions about crossroads um, and a big system how to work on them. Wow. Oh, very cool. I think it's... Oh, I love your cat. <laughs> he, he's definitely going to show up. This um, That's Dean. And he likes... Anytime, he likes to be in the spotlight. Yeah, he likes to be in the spotlight. But anytime that there's magic going on when I work with clients or I teach classes, anything... He's he's right up in the mix every time. That's funny. Yeah, cool. so he knew he knew witchcraft was happening. He's like, hold on, I need to get into the middle of this. Um, just while we're on the topic of, of cemeteries, so I was thinking about it today, and I think um, since there's so many transplants in Los Angeles and so many people that aren't from here, a lot of people probably encounter this. But um, I'm kind of bummed out that like I don't have any like ancestors buried locally because it's like that must be like an interesting kind of work that you can do when you can go visit an ancestor's grave and, and work with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, because um, yeah, like, I mean, I was born and raised here, but. Like all of my family members were either buried in in other states or countries or or cremated and their ashes have been scattered. So I just think it must be like an interesting and different experience when you get to my, go to an ancestor. My thing was the same. There was uh, in that city where I've been bo- born, uh, there was no my relatives buried uh, on cemeteries. And so I had to go. Uh, there was part of my roots from one part of Russia from south close to sea and uh, very warm and other part from uh, north like very cold <laughs> and I have to go on both on both parts and take some dirt from that cemeteries to bring on that way it worked and imagine how it was to come into America with dirt that dirt, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, especially on a custom, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, try to explain that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that... You know that there's this TV show called "What We Do in the Shadows." I don't know if either of you have seen I've it. I've seen it. Yes, it's a comedy about this group of vampires, and they're just they're really ridiculous. Um, but in one of the episodes, they want to travel, and then you learn that they have, in order for them to travel, they have to have the dirt from their home country, or else they can't mm-hmm. sleep. And that just kind of reminded me of it because they lose all their dirt, and so one of their human friends has to go get go to all of their their countries of origin to get dirt for them and have to bring it back through customs and do all of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same, and uh, still my mother she had to go on some places and to send me dirt from some other places. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for packages. <laughs> I collect um, graveyard dirt. I don't really work with it. Well, I don't. It's not that I don't, but like in this case, it's really more like I just like having a collection from different places that I've visited, um, and I'm trying to get all of like the noteworthy. Uh, graveyards and stuff so I do have p- some people that have sent me dirt as well but yeah I feel like it's a little bit of a strange thing sometimes when people don't know especially when you're collecting it and you're leaving offerings if anyone sees you like the weird look that you get you know yep <laughs> that's for sure everything what we make it's very weird for regular people <laughs> yes that's true like, you know I'm so steeped in this though it's it's my my spirituality it's my religion it's my job it's my hobby it's your life it's my life I forget that it's weird and I'm very lucky because all of my friends are weird too like look at you guys (laughs) birds of a feather flock together I mean you know I mean I relate more to like witches and than mundane people I mean I can be around mundane people but if they're not spiritual or witchy I find that it's boring Kind of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I think we just make it interesting because we're so fucking weird. We just like blow their minds and weird them out the whole time. Yeah. And this is actually a good thing in America because uh, you could be here in community and you may talk about that. Because in Russia, uh, you can find friends in witchcraft, but only probably in Moscow or St. Petersburg in big cities. And still, it's gonna be something like underground. Everyone mm-hmm. uses that, but it's like underground here, especially in LA, probably California. I don't know why, but I'm surrounded by metaphysical and witchcraft, and um, I see most of people react okay on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big community here in California. The yeah. people are a lot, they're open, you know, they're definitely open here than other states. Yeah. You went, if you went to the middle states, they would not be as accepting as, as it is here. Yeah, me and my husband, we decided never to go to some, that kind of place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very smart. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different world. Los Angeles is definitely its own world compared to most of the rest of the country. Absolutely. I was born and raised here. So, you know, I'm used to it. And um, I drove across the country with one of my friends and I got to really see a lot of the other states. And I realized how very lucky I am that I'm in a place that I can just be yourself. I can be my weird self and that's okay. Yep. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So what brought you to, to California. Why did you, what was your goal to come here? Uh, in California, specifically, or into USA? Well, yeah, either, either. Uh, first thing that uh, Russian society is very homophobic. And it was like my family and my friends, they were, they all knew about us and they was all okay with that and we had a lot of friends support uh, support and everything was very good but if you go out from your family from your circle people are very like not homophobic extremely 
judgmental. So, yeah, uh, so it's, even it was unsafe to, to live there. And the more I became popular, the more I showed up everywhere, and the less safety I had, me and my husband. So we decided to move, and then it was a uh, couple not the best situations finally uh thanks god thanks god i don't know uh we're both in spirituality and we make some rituals to avoid that dangerous situation but we decided after that no we have to move right now uh because we don't want to wait for next when it's going to be happen next time thanks god we, we are witches and we can protect ourselves but how long we will be, we will make that protection. Right. Right. Oh, that's a very good reason to come here. Good reason. Yeah, and we compare between uh, between Los Angeles and New York and Florida, I think, and even Texas. And uh, I've been that who said I want to go to California to San Diego, and my husband was, uh, if California only LA, Los Angeles. Okay, let's go to Los Angeles, and actually. His grand grandfather, he lived in LA. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, that's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. we don't have any relatives here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, someone, but, yeah. Have you made it to San Diego, though? Have you gotten to go visit? We, oh, we've, uh, we've been there and they don't like it <laughs> as much <laughs> as LA. <laughs> yeah. It's a very small city for me now. I, what, I like it. I like the beach, but yeah. Here I like more. You know what? The beauty of living in LA is that San Diego is a nice three-hour journey, there. weekend trip, anytime you want it. Yeah, yeah. In the right doses. Yeah. Um. So when we look at like um divination and spellcraft, like in your tradition and also like in Russia, what what are some of the popular like types of of divination and witchcraft or, and spellcraft that we see and does it compare differently to what you see here yeah uh before i think americanization <laughs> uh, widely uh spread was coffee reading and uh and playing card readings uh-huh Okay. Both of my grandmothers and my uh, mother, they uh, make a region on playing cards. Ah. Uh, and mother also, she makes region on coffee because she lived uh, in Muslim country, which was part of Soviet Union before. Uh, so, and they have Arabic, uh, re- Arabic magic. So, because of that, she knows coffee region. Uh, after I think 90s, 90s, uh, 2000s, tarot cards become very popular. Uh-huh. Okay. Some other way to divinate is wax reading. When you melt wax with specific um, spell, uh, throw it into the pour it into the water and yes. read signs. Yes. So I I do that kind of divination too. So. Mo- my main types of divination is tarot because I grow up as a witch in 2000s already. Yes. <laughs> and everyone loves that Western style of witchcraft too, of course. 
and uh, coffee region, box region, but also uh, because I work a lot with fire, with candles, and I under and I know how to read fire. I do fire reading. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds great. Yep, that's really cool. What about um, like types of spells? Is there certain kinds of magic that you feel um more drawn to when it comes to doing spells? Like Monica is our our candle queen over here. Is there like a certain type that you prefer? Candles too. Candles. I like to work with candles with fire. Uh, I love to work a lot with water. And uh, if to say mm, between directions, uh, about directions for clients, for people, I do not like love spells. Probably love spell is on uh, like harmonization of relationship. That, that one type of love spells, I love it. When people have issues and you have to... Uh, to get rid of that issues in their relationship and help them grow together. I like that. But when you have to bow, to tie up them together, no, I hate it. Cleansing yeah. uh, and money magic, my favorite. And uh, I don't know what was that, but in Russia, I had a lot of clients who's been in government or businessmen, and they were uh, they had a lot of issues with court and always businessmen. They have a lot of things to to cases in court, yeah. and I help them in court a lot. Yeah, that's and my forte here. too. That's what I. That's my my strong. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, it is. Yeah, court. Yeah, legal. That, yeah. yeah, legal things. <laughs> yes. You know, because I know Monica and I know that she is really good with legal magic, whenever people have come to me with legal problems, 99% of the time I just send it over to Monica because why, why am I going to like practice on you when we have a pro that can really do it well? Like it's legal stuff. It's always so important. I don't want to yeah. tinker with it. But I need to not do that because now I'm like, I, I just always send it to you. So I'm like, I don't really do that. Put your big girl's pants on, I girl. <laughs> well, I just, I feel bad for people because they're like, well, can, can you help me? I'm like, well, I mean, technically like, yeah, like I know how I just, but you know, she's really good at it. Like go see her yeah. instead. Everybody at the store recommends me for that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So. Well, that's good. That's very good. It means that you have community. Yeah, was yeah. actually very valuable for me uh, as a foreigner. Yeah. I've seen some really cool classes and things that you've been promoting, especially over the last year. Um, and I think you had one, was it poppets? Like there was like a certain type of poppets that you did. Yeah. <laughs> people, I don't know why, but people been obsessed with that puppet. It's actually folk tradition. It's not witchcraft. So everyone back in history, back in pagan times, everyone did that puppet. But yeah. for some reasons, people here become obsessed. And I know one woman, she's bought six puppets. This one for me, this one for my friend, this one for my mother. <laughs> oh, my God. I think a lot I, in yeah, the U.S. we see folk magic and witchcraft go like interchangeably. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your puppets looked really cool, though. I can't remember exactly what they look like off the top of my head, but I remember when you put up a picture, I was like, "Wow, those look really cool." It was there was something very different about them. They stuffed with grain, and it represents Mother Earth, one of the goddess Shiva, and she gives life. She gives um, all the blessings of all this earth. So this puppet could help in money, in prosperity, family, fertility, birth magic, love magic. And she's actually not as magic, but she's actually like an idol. Very cool. That's very cool. I was thinking about puppets a lot today, so of course that ends up coming up in, in conversation today. I feel like a lot of what I was thinking about earlier has come up in conversation with you tonight, actually. It's kind of cool. You must be a witch. (laughs) Witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Yes. Do you have... Oh, no. Witchcraft. Oh, no. (laughs) Right for the hills. Yes. Do you have um, a type of uh, magical practice or a spell or something that you can give us for us and for our listeners to try at home? I think... I have some, yes. Uh, first of all, uh, 2nd of February coming up, and uh, you have Imbolc, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's not the biggest celebration, it's not the biggest holiday in Slavic tradition, but uh, it's very uh, uh, important celebration at the same time. Uh, we call that uh, holiday Gromnitsa, um, what means uh, thunder light and thunder, but uh, woman. And it means that thunder and lightning are falling down from sky to earth and make earth pregnant and fertilized uh, to give us harvest in a new season and make earth warm, so snow uh, going uh, going out. And uh, the second name of this celebration is Sretinje, uh, what means uh, meeting of uh, winter and uh, spring. Uh, back in days, uh, people make uh, big, big, huge candles like that, specific into uh, at 1st or 2nd February, and uh, light that candle and walk around by clockwise um around the house and it protects house from any negative things like uh, diseases, illnesses, issues, uh, fire, robbery and then they uh, walk around each uh, each person of family with that candle protecting him then uh, walk around the cattle, walk around the uh, farm lot uh, with that candle and leave that candle for next year for the february for the next february so if you can make by your own candle at the first or second february that's gonna be good and don't forget to walk around house or your workplace with that candle second thing uh, what you can make uh, i try to i try to understand what to what to give, what uh, what is very easy to uh, and don't require a lot of time from us now to explain. Uh, but it's 
still at the same time something easy. Ah, uh, other thing, uh, in my tradition, we work a lot with ancestors and we believe that ancestors helps us a uh, lot of in a lot of different areas of our life so how to work with them uh, just make an altar uh, of your ancestors of your family pictures uh, photos of them who passed away and put water and candles so fire and water to them and leave the bed uh, there's favorite food do that each Saturday or at least one Saturday in one month or at least once November first of November right. of course in my tradition the same as here Halloween or somewhere in my tradition it's time of uh, remembering ancestors yes uh, yeah very good so different, but so similar. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you in for and inviting. talking with us. Thank you so much. Yes, so you do. You do readings. You do spell work. You teach classes, um, you, and some really interesting stuff. So, if any of our listeners um, wanted to reach out to you to get a reading or or check out one of your classes, where could they find you? Uh, better by Instagram, I think, right now, because. Uh, I still don't have sight on English, and I have to make it. But yeah, it, I see. <laughs> I'm I'm too lazy with all that marketing thing. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, Instagram really kind of does it all for you, though. So I, I see that. Um, and your Instagram handle is Russian underscore witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So I highly encourage everyone listening to go and follow him on Instagram. He always puts up great pictures really fun stories and things like that i've followed you for a while and i've always i always enjoy seeing what you're up to it's really great um and they can send you messages from there if they wanted to like see what you're up to or book a session with you right thank you very much yes great awesome and so one thing that we do um at the end of all of our episodes is we like to just give a shout out which is like a thank you to anyone um that we kind of have that we want to say thank you to and give acknowledgement to so i want to shout out to you thank you so much for coming and just kind of opening up this world to us i feel like it's just not something we hear about every day and it's so interesting i love it yeah and my my shout out is to you as well for all the knowledge that you bestowed on us tonight thank you thank you thank you for inviting me and thank you for very good questions I really like uh, that question. It, it was a pleasure for me to talk about that. I know I'm going to sit there now, like tonight, and think about this, and I'm going to come up with a hundred more questions. <laughs> yes. That's going to be the next episode. Okay. So, well, cool. thank you so, so much. And again, for everyone listening, if you want to check out Sergey, you can go to Instagram, Russian underscore witchcraft, and check him out there and follow him. And on that note, we will see everyone later. Mary Meet. Mary Part and Mary, Mary Meet, meet again. again.